Hey, Reverend Nerds, today we've got Dan Johnson, and he's gonna talk about DC and Marvel, and that guy James Gunn. I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're... The the Irreverent Nerds! Hey nerds, Richard here, asking you to consider supporting this podcast. If you go to our website, anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd, right there on the top of the page is a support button. Click on that and then you can select the level at which you would like to support us. You can do 99 cents a month, 4.99 a month, or even 9.99 a month. And as I've said before, if you agree to do 9.99 a month, Will will come to your house and give you a hug and a kiss. No, not really, just kidding. <laughs> but you will definitely receive our gratitude. So take a minute today to Go on there and let us know that you love us because, you know, we're desperate for that. So just let us know. <laughs> Thanks, nerds. Now back to our regular scheduled program. So, Will, uh, we're getting ready to have a guest here. And while I send him the link yes. to join us, on Zoom. Tell us a little bit about your friend, just a refresher for those who may not have heard one of his episodes yet. Well, Dan was orphaned as a small child, raised by wolves and Serengeti. <laughs> now, well, Dan is... Did he uh, join the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen while he was out there? Join it? He formed it. He formed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so he knows Sean Connery then? No Sean Connery, he's just <laughs> um so dan is a uh hey dan oh he's coming he's coming connecting to audio gotta love technology right <laughs> talk across the miles hey stop that it's gonna pick up on the mic okay <laughs> okay guys oh here he is i'm here can you hear me okay Silent drum roll I, please we can hear you okay yeah oh okay i got the video on there you go. You were just talking about you. Do you want to give a short introduction to the new listeners who you are? Um, sure, I can if you want. Uh, what all do you? What all have you said so far? I mean, I talked about uh how you were orphaned as a small child and raised by wolves in Serengeti. Okay, just don't mention anything about the the bar on New Year's Eve, man. Because like I said, my lawyer said I can't talk about that just yet. Um. <laughs> He's pretty sure he's going to get me off on a technicality and everything because, you know, yeah, I didn't have the pants on, but technically I was in, I was not in public technically. So he's pretty sure he's going to get me off on a technicality, but that's, that's as much as I can say about it. But uh, no, um, for, for those of you just joining, <laughs> my name is Dan Johnson. And uh, I'm here tonight because uh, my friend William and Richard asked me to join them to do what I do best, which is basically give hot takes on comic books, pop culture, movies, and uh, 
basically just uh, life in general. So what are we talking about, guys? Well, we're talking about the state of comics, right? In DC and Marvel. We're going to talk about the DCEU. And then beyond that, just whatever comes to mind. It's, it's going to be a crapshoot, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. I was going to say, do you want you? Well, I'm, I'm prepared to give my official opinion about the state of DC Comics and Marvel Comics at this time, if you're ready. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm fake holding a mic here. Like, yes, sir. What, what, what do you think, Mr. Johnson, about DC and Marvel Comics? Thumbs down, you say. Well, um, I, I, I audience is only listening. Well, I sent the link to you guys today about the new Joker comic where Joker is now pregnant. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. I didn't just... watch that. <laughs> uh, I I wasn't quite sure what it was at first, and then I saw it's a it's a Satana story, which I am really upset about because Satana is like my all time favorite female DC character. I mean, if it was legal to marry a, a comic book character, Satana would be at the top of my list of my of my of my of my wives. And to drag her into this piece of crap is just, oh man, it's, I, I don't even know where to begin. I'm just like, DC, are you just trying to burn the place down for insurance money? Is that what it is? I mean, <laughs> Maybe. at this point, you're just throwing gas, it's like you're throwing more matches and gas on this thing and just, you know, letting the, I, I don't know, man. Uh, something will never be made into a movie. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, the, well, the problem is uh, DC and Marvel. The sales are tanking. I mean, I don't know of anybody who's buying any of the books out there, and DC especially. Batman is the only comic book they got, and now they're taking the arch villain for this character and basically ruining it. It's like you've got one, you've got one stallion in. The stable that can win the race and you're crippling it. Now I'm just like, what the frick are you thinking? I'm just I'm I'm amazed. This, this is possibly worse than turning Captain America into a Nazi. I think so. It's up there. At this point, I think I think this is what happens when you get people in the comic book industry who are looking for the next big step in their career. They're looking to get a Netflix deal. They're looking to get into Hollywood. Uh, they're looking to write a novel, and comics is just a easy way to make some money while they're doing this. And they're basically out there trolling the real life fans. It's like, you know, we we just want to see how how bad we can make it. So I I just want to know how 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 was this story even uh, proposed to the editors? I mean, how did they? How did the how did it get past the editors? How did they approve of it? Joker gets pregnant. And well, okay. is this comic already out there? Can we actually see how this thing ends? Or <laughs> well, as I understand it, what happened is is that uh, well, this is another interesting thing. I'm finding I'm finding interesting. Uh, they apparently have turned Joker into some kind of womanizing villain who keeps having infatuations with different superheroines. That's not the Joker. That's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Um, and apparently Zatanna is his latest infatuation. He has a dream about fighting her and then wakes up pregnant, and apparently Oh, Zatanna. <laughs> I know. She's a bad girl. I'm just waiting, just waiting for Danny DeVito's penguin to walk in and be like, oh, Junior! That was... <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, apparently it's a mud baby. He he throws up the mud baby and it turns into a little mini version of him. And now he's got a son. And I'm just like, <laughs> I have a headache. I'm like, what what the frick? I mean, seriously, what the frick are you? So you're, so you're telling me that Zatanna magically impregnated Joker with baby Clayface, who then decided to turn into the Joker after being born. Exactly. And this exactly. is now the Joker's son. Well, it's not too much weirder than uh, the new Batmite being born out of the Joker's psyche, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now that, I that I like better. <laughs> that sounds fun, actually. I, um, I will say, I will say though, I did. I just picked this up today. Mm-hmm. Um, it? issue one 1062 and uh i actually really enjoyed it i just finished it earlier and uh i'm gonna probably continue on with the storyline the art is interesting and the, the writing is actually pretty decent mm-hmm. i will That's i will admit dc is doing a couple of good things uh i i started recently picking up uh, mark wade's uh world's finest of uh, superman and batman that is really good it's, it's a fun read and I understand he's going to be taking over uh, Shazam. Okay. I'm going to call it Shazam because I want you to look for it. Technically, it's Captain Marvel. He is Captain Marvel. He's always going to be Captain Marvel. Shazam was the wizard. But I want people to see this book because I want it to succeed. And Mark Wade is usually one of the best writers DC's got. And if he's on a project, it's going to be worth taking a look at. So I'm ha- I have high hopes it's going to be good. It's not all bad, but it's not all it's not all great either. It's like it's like little rays of sunshine through some very very dark clouds, but uh, and like I said, it's DC and Marvel both. And the the stressing thing I'm hearing more and more these days is you've got a lot of shops that have stopped buying new books. Um, a yeah. lot of comic book shops are doing back issues, or they're doing toys and other collectibles. And finding new comic books is near impossible in some places. Uh, do we have a local shop? Uh, last I checked, they're not. Um, yeah, was, know, they don't get get new books. They just do back issues. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but I won't say yeah, the name of the in case I got it wrong. And they they are working with Diamond again. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Now, by new book, by back issues, you you just mean something that came out like last month. Like, cause... Most, I understand '80s and '90s comics are doing really well. Because I was just there today, and they had both, like along the wall, and has all the new stuff. Oh right, well, then he has the say, ta- then he has the table of all the retro comics and stuff, right? That's it. Right, I'm not talking about Sailfish, uh, but Sailfish, I'm sort of certain, still does uh, get shipments from Diamond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, I think he just got one in today. And, yeah, uh, I heard him talking to uh, one of his customers there about it, and uh, so yeah, they still get the the newer stuff. I think. Oh, yeah, it's not all the shops. There's, there's a few of them. I do want and, to give a shout-out to Ryan's Burke Street Comics. I just don't know. A while back, he stopped working with Diamond, but maybe he's doing that again. I just don't want to give put out any misinformation. Oh, I understand. Yeah, so go, if you live in the Winston-Salem, Greensboro, High Point area, go check it out for yourself. Yeah. Sailfish and Burke Street. Support your local comic book shops. Yes. But, uh, no, like I said, I mean, I, I'm mostly buying independent books myself and i'm mostly buying back issues and trades these days so and the the the, the great thing about it is nowadays with um trades that are being put out with digital comics that are put out um if you want to read a particular story or a particular run it's fairly easy to get your hands on them and you can go do it fairly cheap and 
again, I, I understand, you know, uh, the people who are making the comic books, there are some out there, I think, that are trolling the fans. I, I think it's basically a game of chicken. It's like, how crappy a comic can we put out before somebody's finally going to stop and say, hey, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do believe there are some actual writers out there and artists out there that are trying their best to make the best comic books out there. But uh, the best the best analogy I can give is uh, I, I've told I've mentioned the story to Will before. Uh, when I was a kid, I had the Mego Star Trek action figures and the bridge set. And I came home from school one day and found out my mom had given them to my nieces, who were just a few years younger than I was. And the next time I went over to my sister's house, I found them destroyed. They had basically bashed in the uh, the bridge set. They had torn the action figures apart. And I was ticked off about it because they were my toys. And this is how I feel about my comic books. It's like, yeah, for you guys, it's all a big joke to put these characters through their paces. But these are the characters I grew up on. Yeah. And I'm just like, respect my toys. That's how I look at it. I hear you. I hear you. So, that's my hot take. So I'm sorry. I didn't curse. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's okay. We we do have an explicit rating on Apple, so you're welcome to curse if you'd like to. <laughs> That's Hot a damn. Hero. Okay. Hot damn. Well, now, All right. now I've opened the flag. I've opened Pandora's box now. I don't have box. <laughs> yeah, he's a box. Can't <coughs> put that Gino back in the bottle. I'm mixing my metaphors. I think. Put the genie back in, or put it back in the genie. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Mm. No, it's definitely all right. <laughs> but the kids away, folks. It's naughty time. Thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck, and so will. Mm. <laughs> oh man! So what do you got? What are you guys? What are you guys reading these days? What what books are are you guys reading besides Detective Comics? So, so I picked up. Uh, this is within the comic book realm, but picked these up the other day. I do like Star Trek. I haven't always been a big fan of the Star Trek comics I've seen, but these I, I actually got because these are canonical prequels. Mm -hmm. so on this one, it was a countdown series, so it was a canonical prequel to um, to the uh, the JJ verse, basically like the first Star Trek one back in two thousand eight, I think. And uh, what's cool is that Picard, Data, and Jordy are in it, and that's pretty okay. cool. So there's some tie in with TNG, which is still my favorite series. Um, mostly, a lot of it's nostalgia. You know, I grew up with TNG. Uh, but then this one, I found this one as well. Um, I got these both used at, at McKay's because it's a great place to get you know, graphic novels and stuff. Um, and things have been out for a while. You get this kind of price. But uh, this was a perfect Picard um, prequel, also officially canonical. So And not from IDW. Yeah, both, oh. both, both from IDW, yeah, which I don't know what that means. Tell me what that means. Well, that's the publishing company. I mean, I knew that, but like, is there something special about IDW? I'm not going to BS it. Dan, do you, do you remember what IDW stands for? I, I'm afraid I don't. Um, <laughs> okay, that's fine. The only thing I really know about IDW right now is they're one of the companies that is on the bubble. That and... Um, Oh God! What's the other one? The one that just recently filed for bankruptcy. Mm. So IDW is not going, not doing well. That's what I hear. Mm. I knew they lost some properties. They lost Ghostbusters. Uh, they technically 
what I'm reading is Stancy Cox's Saga of Jimbo. I just got their last book and, and devoured it, uh, Crossroads. Is that UW Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay. that's, Cox, that's where your connection I, I wonder. Yeah, Stan is going back to Dark Horse where they're going to have like a universe of Usagi books now or something. We're going to branch out to different titles. Um, Speaking of which, we need to do a Usagi Ujimbo episode. Yeah. Like, at least one. Mm-hmm. But at least one. That should be next month's comic book. Cool. Comic book episode. So um, we got off track. What yeah. are we talking about? <laughs> He was asking us what we were reading. So what, what have you right. been reading? You've been reading Usagi Jimbo, right? Yeah, I, and I just picked up a Ghostbusters uh, uh, collection of holiday comics also put out by IDW. I just picked that up tonight. I haven't read it yet. Cool. I, I, did, I, did, I did want to give a shout out. Um, surprisingly, Archie Comics. I, I will give a shout out to Archie Comics. Uh, will, I, I told Will the story about DC Comics. I, I, I started a subscription when they were doing the Superman 78 and Batman 89 books. And I had three issues that didn't show up on my doorstep. And I heard that they were having delays as much as like four, four to six weeks for issues. Dang. And I was like, you know, back in the day when I got subscriptions, they usually came before they hit the comic book shops. That was part of the appeal of getting a subscription. Yeah, Archie right. Comics, on the other hand, I ordered some digest books about a week before Christmas. They actually got there the day before Christmas Eve. Nice, cool. Uh, so I, I want to give a shout out to them. I also want to give out shout out to Antarctic Press, who was very nice to hire me recently and do some stories for them. So please support Antarctic Press. Penguin Number One just came out. Uh, we've got stories coming up in Planet Comics, which Will has colored. I'm very proud of that. Very proud of my bro. And he's also going to be working with me on a Penguin story, hopefully, doing a oh, funny animal pages. So us uh, and Brian Wingrove. Yes, Brian Wingrove. Yes. Brian will be doing the main action, and Will's going to be doing the funny animal part. So, and we're also working on hip hop for some publications as well. So, so yep. you're writing hip hop music. <laughs> well, hip hop is a funny animal that uh, Will and I created together. He's a, <laughs> a he's a small town bunny in the big town trying to make it in Hollywood. Uh, okay. Oh, like mean Sam and Max vibes in that at all? I am surprised that you know who Sam and Max are, and I'm happy. I only know them <laughs> because you. Um, because because could, you. No, we could do an episode on that too. <laughs> um, uh, I have not purposely hidden anything Sam and Max related into the comic yet, but it's on the radar now. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was that one porno image I found. I made you take out, young man, and I was very surprised you did that. It was very naughty of you, Will. That's shame on you. I'm teasing. He didn't do anything. I'm. I'm. I. I got. I got a kid with him. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, actually, since you mentioned porn, uh, that's a segue. No. That's a segue <laughs> into one of our other topics. It is. Uh, <laughs> James Gunn. So I was like, I was reading. So we were going to talk some about you get a porn. No, not exactly. No. Um, God, I thought you guys found the. I thought you guys found the picture I made in college. Okay. No. Uh, okay, no. James, can you please? No, no, no. He uh he did something for uh oh who who was it he did it for? Back in the earlier days of his career, he did something called James Gunn's PG porn. Um 
don't know why, don't know where that came from, but that just that, that came up in my research. Is that like sausage party? I have no idea. <laughs> I know he did. He did work for for trauma. He did, he did work for trauma. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, uh, Kaufman thing. I was I was looking it up on the old Wikipedia. Lloyd Kaufman, yes. In fact, he's actually put Kaufman in some of his movies, which is kind of cool. But yeah, like, um, but that, that just brought Mr. Gunn to my mind. And uh, I know we were going to talk some about kind of transition to DC studios and obviously most of the nerd world and even people who aren't nerdy necessarily or into comics or those things are they know they've heard the news about him yeah uh and is it saffron becoming uh yes. the co-ceos of dc studios so so dan and will uh i want to hear what you guys have to say you know because you you guys i mean i i love batman you know i got into batman in my phone but i don't necessarily have as big of a stake in the comic book franchises and how they get translated as you guys might so i'm curious how what your all's hot takes are on on that on the news and just rumors and just different things that have been coming out. I'm still really confused about Kaufman and PG porn. I'm just, I don't even want to say <laughs> that word a fourth time on this podcast. And I'm just, <laughs> y'all have, have blown my brain. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. But <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> I just, well, I was going to say, I know, I know what James Gunn, he can be a very controversial character. Um, he got fired I, from Disney a few years ago. Yeah. And I think Marvel, I think Marvel and Disney are regretting that decision now, since he's going over to work for 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 DC. And the th the thing was, the, the stuff that he did, it was tasteless, and it was probably not the best choice to put that kind of stuff out there. But considering the fact that they're keeping Ezra Miller on, and yeah. it's like it looks kind of it looks kind of minor, no pun intended, compared to what Miller is being accused of, and what uh, some other people have been accused of. I spent a few hours today just catching up on all of Miller's shenanigans. I want to tell you, I did not have a fun afternoon. Did not. It's <laughs> scary the stuff. This, and yeah. This in in cancer cancel culture the way it is nowadays. Miller has done some stuff that would have gotten most anyone else canceled, and I don't really? know what blackmail he he's got on somebody at Warner Brothers that he keeps getting work. It's uh, he's. First of all, he, he has done, he, he's done several illegal things. I mean, things yeah. that if you or I did, we'd be going to jail for it. <laughs> but there's yeah. also the fact. But there's also just the fact that he's just he's he's a PR nightmare, unfortunately. He is. You know, they they fired a uh, one of my favorite actors and characters on The Flash with Grant Gustin, the TV show. They fired him over some old Twitter posts and did not bring him back. Yet Ezra Miller. Yeah, I heard, yeah. I'm hearing, I mean, granted, at this point, as far as I know, it's just gossip, but like hearing things like he's got like a cult commune in his backyard or something. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know. Young one. I, like, now I don't, this is the first so I've heard about, heard it, first I've heard about any of it. So I don't know what's true, what's not true. Have you guys kept up well, with that? Well, there was the case of him actually he um, strangled one woman. They actually got it on video. The woman was I just coming over to story. talk to him. I mean, he just came out and just strangled her. And then there was a case of him being in Hawaii 
where he got into a fight at a karaoke bar and he apparently threw a chair at one of the women that was Ooh. in this party. The cops came and he, you know, like I said, I mean, the cops, he was just really being a nightmare to, to the police. Ooh. And again, this is the kind of thing that most anybody else, if me or you did this, we couldn't show our faces in public. And now Warner right. Brothers is trotting him out to do PR for The Flash. And there's actually, from what I understand, James Gunn has said, that it's not official that he will be coming back after this movie. Yeah, uh, I, heard, so he's, I heard he's not confirmed. Yeah, that that's happening. Yeah, James Gunn did debunk rumors, but he didn't say that he wasn't coming back. If I'm not mistaken, it's just it's not confirmed. Is that correct? I think that's it. I think at this point, Warner Brothers has so much money invested in this Flash movie with Michael Keaton coming back. Oh, yeah. I think they're looking at it to be a jumping off point for a new DCU. And I think they just figure they just have to ride it out for a few more months and then hopefully they'll be done with it. And I honestly think a few weeks after this movie comes out, you're going to be seeing an announcement saying that Ezra Miller will not be returning. Yeah. I I imagine he won't be invited to the red carpet or anything, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I know Warner Brothers... Granted, this is before the merger with Discovery, but they have a history like like with Johnny Depp. Now he's been exonerated, quote unquote. Yeah. But like, the whole thing was a mess. But they yeah. they parted ways with him um, with Fantastic Beasts series. You know, after all that came out with him and his ex wife. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, John, Johnny Depp's a great example. I mean, uh, all it was was an allegation against him and. Yeah. He lost work with Warner Brothers. Uh, there was talk about Disney um, was going to do a new Pirates of the Caribbean without him. And that all proved to be, you know, false. And then, of course, Miller, again, they've got him on, they've got him on camera. Yeah. And, stuff, and still he's getting a pass. Yeah. And um, Miller, I think, I think the last statement, I don't know if there's been any updates since then. I haven't found them, if there are. But Last fall, he says he's getting help for a mental illness. Yeah. Uh, he said some weird things, and he's done a bunch of things that are very concerning, uh, saying that he's a spiritual guy, saying he's the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. And I don't know what mental illness he at, has, but, you know, it, it's uh, he needs some help. And, uh, you know, my uncle... Struggle with schizophrenia, and that just sounds like something he might say. So I'm not trying to bring my uncle up in any negative light. You know, I'm just saying that no, no, it's mental illness exists, mental illness, yeah. and uh, he needs help. Um, I don't want to put to waste all those hours I suffered reading through these articles. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but no, in all honesty. Um, it's just I, I think about the fact that they they have gotten rid of Henry Cavill, they got rid of Gal Gadot. I hear I keep hearing a rumor that um, Jason Momoa they may be bringing him back as Lobo, which would actually be really good. Yeah, I can see that. And but I'm just like Miller Miller's the horse you're gonna bet on. I'm like mm, no, this this is the guy. If, if what they need to do is like keep him in there for the first two minutes, have it changed, and then have Greg Gustin be the Flash. For the rest of the film, basically, that would be, that would be beautiful. 
It would be super. Is that the CW guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never have really watched much of that show. But it's good. Is it? For the most part, yeah. First two seasons are fantastic. Sounds like all CW stuff. <laughs> it's good for the most part. But the first, first two seasons are really fantastic. First season yeah. especially is awesome. Second season is really good. Third season started declining a little bit. And really, after they got rid of Elongated Man, like Will said, I yeah. kind of lost interest. Yeah, I stopped watching after that, too. Um, also, I lo- I lost Netflix, so that, that's part of it. Yeah. Very good. Well, now, CW is Play great. You can actually catch their shows. You can actually catch their shows for free online, so that's, that's a good thing. There you go. And some people will say if you're watching it for free, you're probably paying too much for some of the CW stuff. Did I say that? Yes, I did. <laughs> so you guys you want to know more about James Gunn's PG4? <laughs> I said no fourth time. <laughs> no, all, all I'll say is according to Wikipedia, okay. it was a short form web series for spike.com, which no surprise there. Uh, there was no actual sex in it, but apparently it it uh, was about the industry when it was like meant to be comedy. Oh, okay. But yeah, there's no Please. actual like Sex. The P industry. Hence the term PG. Oh, okay. I will say I am excited to see what Gunn does with the DC universe. Um, I I didn't see Su- the Suicide Squad when it came out in the theaters, but I caught it on HBO Max, and I loved it. I mean, it's not a kid film. It's there's no. a lot of violence. No. There's a lot of there's Very some good. sex in there, some nudity. You don't want the kiddies to watch this, but if you're an adult and watch it, it's really quite good. And yeah. same thing with better than the first Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's true. And same thing with Peacemaker. Peacemaker was definitely a R-rated show, but again, very well done. And if you're an adult, it's good. It's it's really fantastic. I mean, I, I would put Peacemaker up against anything that Marvel has done for Disney Plus. Um, maybe after WandaVision and maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think. So I have a question. I have not seen Peacemaker, but what is your opinion on Batmite being in the series? They mention Batmite. They don't actually show him, but they do they mention him. Okay. Yeah. He is mentioned, though. And that's cool. Cool. Nice. I, I'm excited about that. I'm like, I, I and, and if anybody does Batmite, James Gunn would be the guy who could do that. He's, he's the one that would bring it in. And he would he would make you love this character by the time it's over with. I mean, honestly, I mean, did, did you guys know who Rocket Raccoon was before Guardians of the Galaxy? No idea. I might have. I didn't even know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before. But I didn't Guardians know of the but, Galaxy. Yeah. I I did, and I'll be honest with you, this was not a character people were clamoring for, but now people love him. I mean, people love the character. And again, it's it's because of Gun. Gun Gun has his ability to find these really obscure characters. Oh, what's that? I was gonna say, don't forget Bradley Cooper. He awesome, yes. also did an awesome job with the voice. Oh, definitely, definitely. But I mean, Gunn just has his ability to find these little obscure characters that nobody care, cared about, and you, he makes them. Lo- he, he makes you love them, and that's uh, that's awesome. And I, I'm curious to see what he does. And that's the other thing too: is Gunn is a fan of comics. He, he is a comics fan. And I think that's the key thing that we really need is to have somebody in there who can walk that line between being a, a rabid fanboy and being a movie professional. Someone who can say Superman would not do this or Batman wouldn't say that. Yeah. And 
the one thing I keep hearing is he is hinting that he's looking at like the Bruce Tim Justice League and the Batman Superman animated shows is like a blueprint. And I'm like, that's the best thing you can do because that right there is the best adaption of those characters I think has ever that's ever been done for media. And I think if you just follow that blueprint, you really cannot go wrong. So, so you're saying James Gunn, he's actually looking to the animated series as a blueprint. He's. I, I keep hearing that he wants to follow that as like the blueprint. It's like the guide to bringing these characters to real life. Huh. So, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. But uh. And- I, the, the only thing I, the only, again, the only thing I can say right now is getting rid of Henry, uh, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot, I think, is a huge mistake. Yeah, Me too. Um, Especially Gal Gadot. Yeah, they're both, uh, I think they're both really good fit for those characters. Like, the casting is really well. Was it Ezra Miller, I think, for the casting? Yeah. I have never liked Ezra Miller as a flat, even before he no, got No, sorry, not Ezra. Where am I getting the name? No, the, um, well, I guess, uh, Snyder's wife, I think, Deborah Snyder. Yes, that's what Deborah Snyder does the did the casting, I think, on Snyder's films, right? Normally, yes, yes, yeah. So he did a good job. Well, I thought I thought Ben Affleck was actually a pretty good Batman. I I'm, oh, I'm sorry to see he won't be coming back. I'll be I'll be honest, I, I like him better than Christian Bale. Um, yeah, this, this might be irreverent. <laughs> well, <laughs> they are the irreverent artists, but I like him more than Beetlejuice. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious about mm-hmm. Batman, Batman Returns, but uh, I just think that. Um, oh, you're talking about Mike Keaton? Yeah, Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a more believable Bruce Wayne than Michael Keaton, but that, that's just me, maybe. Hell yeah. Oh, it's this cool, man. The girl is a better. Bruce Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Now, granted, this is someone who didn't see it when it first came out. So, like me in my twenties, I think watching it for the first time, I'm like, "He's so stiff. Yeah. He's so stiff." Like as Bruce Wayne, and I, and having seen Michael Keaton, granted, more recently and, and other things, I'm like, he plays characters that are not remotely stiff. Like I don't know what he was going for. It just did not work for me when I saw Tim Burton's Batman. I just Nope. At least, yeah. But that's me. Again, I had already seen Batman Begins before I saw the original. So that did probably temper my opinion. I, I'm, 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 I'm that rare person that thinks Batman Returns is actually a better movie than Batman. I like I Batman Returns more than Batman. I, 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 thought it was a much, I thought it was a much better film. Um... I, I thought I thought it had um, a lot more character development for Michael Keaton's for Keaton's character. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the actress. Um, Bill Fagan. I am. Want to play Catwoman? Come on, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in the Catwoman costume. I can't say enough about that. Um, <laughs> wow. It's better than. Uh... It's a loads better than Halle Berry. <laughs> I still have not bothered to see that. I'll just say that I was looking at I was looking at pictures of her before I made those uh, art films in college. So, uh, but yeah, um, and yeah, the Halle Berry Catwoman is just ooh, that's ooh, that's a that's a rough one. 
It's it's also between that and Batman and Robin. Um, that one was oof. that, that <laughs> kind of franchise. That that to date is is the only Batman anthology film I have not finished. Batman and Robin. Uh, that one actually cost me a friendship too. Uh, Batman and Robin actually cost me a friendship. Now, I had a friend of mine that did art and did makeup oh, for Leatherheads, which is film George Clooney did. And uh-huh. I bugged him because I said I, I need to know where George Clooney's trailer is because I need to TP his trailer for Batman and Robin. He deserves it. <laughs> and you thought I was kidding. I'm like, no. If I find out where his trailer is, I'm TPing. I'm TPing it because he deserves <laughs> it. Because Batman and Robin sucked. Batman <laughs> and Robin was a bad film. <laughs> And that, that's that's one of those films that could have been really great because I understand that before Val Kilmer um, dropped out, they were talking about Patrick Stewart playing Mr. Freeze. Oh, oh it's so much better. Oh, my goodness. That would be good. And Demi Moore as Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. But when Clooney came on board, they wanted bigger names. And then when Schwarzenegger got cast, they were like, well, we got to play to Schwarzenegger's strengths, which is the jokey humor, and then it just all went to pot. Which I think they were smoking on making that film. I heard that the director, correct me if I'm wrong, wanted to grow off of the Adam West TV show. I hear that, but the thing is, the Adam West TV show was brilliant. I was, I was, I was going to say, say what you want about Michael Keaton or anyone else, just don't badmouth Adam West, because I will have to hunt you down. <laughs> Adam West... Adam West is my Batman, but he's also the Batman, in my opinion. <laughs> well, just because they wanted uh, Batman and Robin to be campy doesn't mean they did it right. <laughs> That's true. Well, there's that fine line. I mean, you look at that first season of the Batman TV series. The first season of the Batman TV series that Adam West did is it's perfect. I don't think you've got a bad episode in the batch. And it was that fine line between uh, winking at the camera and taking it completely seriously. Yeah. And I always tell people it was made in a vacuum before the show hit the TV screens. They were making the episodes without any critical reaction or any fan reaction. And it was in its purest form. And after the second season started, they they had to have other writers come in and take other scripts. And they started getting writers that were coming in trying to write like the first season of Batman and not quite catching the flavor of it. And by the third season... It just really, um, there's there's some good episodes in season three. I, I will defend season three. There are some good ones, but there are some crappy ones too. There are some terrible episodes. Even I can't, I can't make my way through. <laughs> but that first season is fantastic. And Adam West was just brilliant as, as Batman and Bruce Wayne. So, <laughs> yeah. and I always tell people, watch, watch the Batman movie that was made between the first and second season. It's really well done, especially because you get more of him as Bruce Wayne. And the one uh, with the submarine. Yes, yes. Yeah, I've seen that. Those things are great. But uh, and then that's, <laughs> that is the one thing I'm kind of hoping for for the DC universe going forward is they can have a little bit of that sunshine that yeah Snyder just refused to have. I mean, yeah. Super Batman can be a dark, grim character, but it doesn't always have to be. Superman should never be a dark grim character. This should never be. He can have dark moments, but he should always he should always begin in the light and always end in the light. He's got he's got to he's got to come from a positive place, and I think that's one thing DC does that Marvel doesn't do as well, is having these positive characters. Uh, these characters of 
of wonder and science and the sense of the future. And I'm really hoping Gunn's going to tap into that. So fingers crossed. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I've been dominating the conversation. I don't mean you guys. Sorry. Please, you know, you know, just tell me to shut up. <laughs> That's what we're, we're trying to have more guests this season, and uh, our goal is to have either enthusiasts or experts, and ideally both. Cool. But well, you got stuck with me on this one. I apologize about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But, you know, you'd, you'd already come on twice, so we knew you were willing to go through the torture again, <laughs> probably. So. Oh, definitely. You are our first uh, three-peater, by the way. Sweet. Congratulations. You guys want to do a trivia contest? You can ask which one, which episode was I wearing pants? <laughs> None of them. Okay. <laughs> so it's a trick question. I'm, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Before we uh, get too off topic, James Gunn doesn't, uh, didn't want Henry Cavill to come back because he wants to recast Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hear he wants to recast a younger Superman. Yeah, he's he's currently writing a story about young Superman in his early days in Metropolis. Which I'm like, why do these studios feel like they need to keep rebooting and going back to the beginning on stuff? But that being said, I'm hoping he makes it interesting. Yeah, um, that's true. See, I didn't even know that. I was hoping I'd rather see old Superman. To be honest with you, like, uh, what is it? Uh, What's the classic from the nineties? The uh, Kingdom Come. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that. Some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I when I heard Young Superman, I was thinking this is either an alternate universe or we're going to go with Clone Superboy, and I was really hoping it might be Clone Superboy, but I, I guess not. Well, I was thinking when the when the animated series oh, started. Yeah, my, my apologies. We're about to get kicked off as in here. <laughs> okay. Um. So we'll, we'll come back real briefly and, and wrap up. Uh, so okay. We'll be right back after these messages. No problem. Batman here. So I've been surveilling the Joker's hideout for some time now. He's been hiding away for months, and I wasn't sure why until Robin caught him walking to the store and he was pregnant. What the hell is going on in Gotham? I don't know anymore. All I know is the Joker has a son. Robin's nicknamed him Baby Clayface. Seems appropriate. But something is just wrong about this. What have you done, Zatanna? What have you done? Hi, guys. And we're back. Yes. Finale. The Pierre de Resistance. Mr. Johnson. Mr. Boyer. Mr. Best. Mr. Johnson. I don't know what Boyer. Mr. Best. <laughs> we got to justify coming back to do this. <laughs> well, where did we leave off? Uh, uh, Dan, you were saying something. Yeah. Well, we were talking about James Gunn going with a younger actor for Superman. Um, right. I think if he's talking about going with the Bruce Tim animated uh, series as like a blueprint, 
Um, the, the the animated show that they did for Superman, I thought was actually very well done. The the, the three part uh, pilot that they did did a great job of setting up um, a lot of world. It did a lot of world building in the first three episodes. Um, first of all, you got uh, a view of Krypton. You got a view of Smallville. You got uh, a view of uh, Metropolis. And those those are the big three uh, periods for Superman. It's Krypton, Smallville, Metropolis. Set them up perfectly. Um, they were going back and mining material for the entire first season from those first three episodes. Uh, but I think the big thing they did that I loved about the animated series was, was incorporating Brainiac into Krypton mythology and basically having Brainiac be the reason why nobody knew Krypton was going to be destroyed mm. and sending, you know, tying it to Krypton to lore. So I could see bringing someone in who's maybe, say, in their 20s or so to play the part. I think that would be good. And especially if you're going for longevity. Uh, you got to remember when Christopher Reeve got the part, he was only like 26 or 27 when he got cast. Mm. Okay. Uh, so he was, he was still fairly young. And I think Gunn wants to do what Marvel has done and do like a 10-year plan. Uh, yeah. Have something that starts out and builds up to a huge event within 10 years. So, And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off. I mean, a lot, a lot of folks didn't think Marvel could do it, but they managed to uh, do it up to at least Endgame. So yeah, so what happens. Uh, yeah, there, there's an interesting rumor I, I've heard, too. I just wanted to say real fast. Real fast. Um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with what's been going on with Star Wars or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't followed, I haven't followed online news, but, but I have been watching the, the shows and stuff. I, I have heard rumors with Jon Favreau being a little frustrated about some interference that's been done. I think he's got free reign with Mandalorian, but some of the other shows like Book of Boba Fett, there were some in runs done on him. And I have heard a rumor that James Gunn has reached out to him saying, why don't you say goodbye to Martin, to Disney and Star Wars and come build the DC Universe? Ooh. Ooh. Which would be amazing to see because uh, Pepper, you got to remember, I mean, he, he was the original mastermind behind Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. But this is also the guy who's done Mandalorian. Um, they mentioned Elf being one of the last great Christmas movies made. And uh, a lot of people forget that he was the original director and had a hand in casting the Orville. So... I say if you bring Favreau in with Gunn, I think I, you're going to have some movies that are going to make people t- stand up and take notice, I think. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, Favreau is great. Yeah, I love his, his stuff. I do want to, I do want to say... Iron Man, from, yeah. Iron Man 2 is like... Well, it, it did have Black Widow. I mean, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but the, the villain... The two villains, I should say, are kind of... Eh. Yeah, well, that's that's true. Which is that's a true. shame because they're both good actors, but it just something about it just didn't work. But then I haven't rewatched it in a long time, so maybe I'll have a different opinion. Yeah. But um, and I I will say if anyone out there from Marvel is watching uh, and Henry Cavill's free, I mean Captain Britain, it writes itself. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I hear he's trying to uh, head a Warcraft 4K, not Warcraft, Warhammer. Warhammer. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's Warhammer. Crap. Oh, crap. 4K. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> a Warhammer 4K universe through Amazon. Yeah. I heard, I heard it's a done deal. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. 
Which I mean, I, I have no idea what Warhammer is. But I guess I'm, I don't know, that side of my geekiness. It's a tabletop. I, I, oh, it's a tabletop, tabletop game. game with little models. And um, by the Game Workshop, I think. Okay. And the uh, 40K is the futuristic sci-fi version where regular Warhammer is more like Lord of the Rings. Ah. So Warhammer 40K is like Lord in space. Cool. That sounds fun. Now, is this good Lord of the Rings or Amazon's Lord of the Rings? Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, enjoyed, I enjoyed Amazon's Lord of the Rings, to be honest with you. It must be the good one. <laughs> uh, Warhammer is uh, popular. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I lo- absolutely loved seeing Numenor in the Lord of the Rings series, like the, the Rings of Power, I should say. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I was like, Numenor! I was nerding, I was nerding out. <laughs> my my problem is I tried watching an episode and I was like, I there's too much anime out there. I got I gotta watch. I'm, I'm I gotta get out. I gotta get out of anime. I'm trying to find more live action shows to watch, but there's just nothing good out there. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for, uh, for Mandalorian. Oh, I hear that. It, it, it could have been good. It could have been good. But you're talking about live action shows. And I'm really thankful the CW didn't put out the Powerpuff Girl show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard they still want to try to make that. And the, the actress that was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that was going to be the lead has walked. I'm just like, yeah. do you folks, does anyone, CW just has no respect for anybody's childhood. So let the childhood rest in peace for guys. Yes. We don't need, this is just my opinion, we don't need a Powerpuff Girl live action show where they grew up and became cynical. <laughs> yeah. They grew up and became brass dolls. <laughs> well, it's just, again, the edgy humor, it doesn't, it's not, not everything needs to be rebooted as edgy oh. and, um, uh, and, and again, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this, but not everything needs a sex joke. Not everything needs a dirty joke. I know, look who's talking, but I'm just saying that not everything needs... Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the things from your childhood just need to be left alone. Some things are just so perfect. And, and again, this, is, this kind of goes back to that analogy about the Star Trek figures and the Amigo bridge set. Sometimes you get some people in there that have no talent whatsoever. And instead of building on what came before, all they can do is tear it down. Hmm. That's all they can do is it's like, if I can't, if I can't add another layer to it, then I'm just going to wreck the whole damn thing. And uh, yeah, you do. I, I, I honestly do believe there are some folks out there that honestly think the only way to improve they, they can't improve on it. The only thing they can do is try to try to tear it down. At least wreck it so no one else wants to touch it again. Yeah. So. Well, Dan. It's sad, but uh, but it's unfortunately that's the state of the industry as it is right now. I think. Um, I don't know when when I was coming up, you had a lot of guys that were working in the industry like uh, Marv Wolfman and Kerry Bates and Lynn Ween and Roy Thomas. These were these were guys who grew up on comic books too. They they grew up on the Golden Age books and the early Silver Age. And when they got into it, there was a huge respect of, 
maintaining the these IPs. They they wanted to add to the mythologies. They didn't. They weren't there to try to make. They, they wanted to put their their fingerprints on it, but not by tearing it apart. And I think you saw that up until maybe the early 2000s, you were getting a lot more people that were um, more comic book fans were coming into it because they really loved comics. And I think when the movie when the movie started happening, like X Men and Spider Man, people started realizing, well, hey, this is popular. So if I get involved in comics, then I got a chance to maybe get maybe I can make a do a screenplay or something. Hmm. And yeah. that's where. Uh, that's where that's where you started getting a lot of folks. I don't think that honestly have a love for comics. That's you got to. I mean, you, you got to have a love for comics. You you just can't go in there and look at it as a work opportunity. Yeah. Um. Well, on that note, <laughs> time for us to wrap this up. Well, Dan, thank you uh, for joining us once again. It's great as always. Absolutely. Enjoyed having you on, and uh, we will meet again. I'm sorry if I was a handful. I didn't mean to be. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the meds and everything, and you know, again, <laughs> the probation officer is going to see this. He's going to have a talk with me. So, I promise, if you guys have me back, I'll behave. I promise. Yeah, like I feel the same. You're online. <laughs> I'm back on my meds. <laughs> no pants. <laughs> there, there's one thing I wanted to say before we go, if that's cool. Sure. Very, very important. Okay. All right. Okay. Richard, I think I think you can help me out with this too. Okay. Just follow my lead and jump in when you can, okay? Happy birthday to you. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Oh. Happy birthday, oh. Will Boyer. Oh. Happy birthday oh. to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. When yeah. are you turning 29 tomorrow again? I it's, will. It's the eighth anniversary of his 29th birthday. So I'm not that old, <laughs> but still. <laughs> Wait, is nope. it? Yeah. I'm not good at math. <laughs> Aren't you 37? Or are you going to be? No, 30, 38. Dang. It's the ninth yeah. anniversary of his 29th. Don't feel too bad. I, I, I turned 29 for the 24th time in March. So <laughs> that's right. Because this is 2023 now. I was still thinking like it's 2023. I'm doing the math in my head. That's why. Welcome to the future. This is where you're living the rest of your life. If you've never seen the movie Zardoz, take a look at it. That's what you're going to be wearing by summer. <laughs> I always thought the future would look like uh, Mad Max, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all living in a dust bowl. No I... I'm still hoping for the Jetsons, but I think we're going to get Mad Max. Uh, we get the Jetsons. Dominatrix love it. Hey, Dominatrix love it? <laughs> I'm talking about Mad Max. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what kind of party are you having? Like what was it I invited, dude? Come on. <laughs> well, whatever party you're not being invited to, trust me, they didn't ask me after. James Gunn was the MC, so you missed out. Oh. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. Thank you, guys. Have me, have me back. I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, I uh, uh, for anyone out there who may have been offended by anything I said, again, the my comments do not reflect the beliefs of uh, of Richard or Will. So please don't give them a hard time. They're good guys. They really my are. comments don't reflect the beliefs of me. <laughs> they can't help. They can't help. But they know me. That's that's all I can say. Is just you know, just 
just don't blame them, okay? <laughs> All right. So anyway, guys, uh, again, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it very much. Uh, and again, Will, happy birthday, brother. Have a have a great day, and um, I'll see you guys uh, hopefully later in the well, sometime in the future for sure. We'll all be living. So, <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. Hey, no gang signs. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs>Thank you so much for joining us for season three, episode two of the Irreverent Nerds podcast. And thank you once again to Dan Johnson for being our guest. Now, if you haven't already, find him and follow him on Facebook. Check out his other work as an editor, as a writer in the comic book industry. He's quite prolific and he posts quite a bit on Facebook as well about various topics. So give him a follow as a thank you for coming on the Irreverent Nerds podcast. Next week, we're going to have my friend Zach Williams back on to talk about Dragon Ball Z again. We'll be discussing his two favorite episodes. And Will and Zach are going to go back and forth quite a bit about Dragon Ball Z. They both love it. I'm still a novice, but I am coming to appreciate it more as I hear more from my friends. Also, hey, check us out. Follow us on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerds. And on Facebook, just The Irreverent Nerds. That's our fan page there. We are also on YouTube. Just look us up, The Irreverent Nerds. And we are going to be posting more often there. In fact, we just dropped a full video of our interview with At Holodeck 4. So check that out. Streaming now on YouTube. And let us know uh, if you like our episodes or if you don't like them. Leave us a voice message. If you go to anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd, you can drop us a message there. You can also DM us on the Instagrams or message us on the Facebooks, as they say. I don't know who says that. Someone does somewhere. But anyway, let us know what you think. And, of course, we would greatly appreciate it if you chose to financially support us as well. Uh, on the anchor.fm profile site, you can support us for 99 cents a month for 99 a month or 9.99 a month any amount would be appreciated and we will be grateful for your participation and for your support so until next week nerds live long and prosper don't know why i said it like that <laughs> have a good week <laughs>